Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. It's the flagship station of Hornets Hoops, and uh, they're back tonight. They've got the Hawks, the last game before the NBA All-Star break. And uh, we're excited about it. Six o'clock pregame right here on the flagship. I've got you at six alongside Travis T-Bone Hancock. An hour of pregame coverage as we do every single time out. And uh, I will say that the tenor and the excitement has elevated the last couple of nights. I mean, we like our jobs. We like talking Hornets basketball and doing the pregame shows for a living. But, uh, man, these last couple of times out have been a whole lot of fun. And I I suspect our next guest also feeling a bit of uh, that that fun. We've got Hornets head coach Steve Clifford with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline ahead of tonight's game against Atlanta. And, uh, Coach, it looks fun out there the last couple of times. I know you love basketball and you have a good time most of the time, but these last couple of times out have been been a blast for us. How about you? Oh, definitely not. I mean, and, and um, you know, really, I, I think what's happened is obviously we brought in some, uh, you know, five good players, uh, four, four of which are very experienced. Um, they've been around, um, very high IQ, very skilled. Uh, but the other part of it is we've really played hard on defense. And so we've been balanced. I think the interesting thing is when I sit and watch the film, the thing that probably stands out to most people is the ball is really moving, right? But to be honest, the efficiency has been at the defensive end. Our offensive efficiency has only been okay only because of the turnovers, and that'll be a big part of tonight's game also. So if I go back to Thursday's trade deadline, um, you know, that's how we got here, of course. A couple of deals. Gordon goes to Oklahoma City, uh, P.J. Washington to Dallas, and, you know, back comes the players that you just mentioned there a second ago. Mitch Kupchak was responsible for that. Um, shortly thereafter, a couple of days later, we find out that, you know, Mitch is moving into an advisory role and that the organization is now looking for uh, his full-time replacement. Just in terms of, you know, Mitch's last moves there at the deadline to reshape this roster and your experience working with him, over the past couple of years, how would you characterize all that? Uh, Mitch and I have a phenomenal relationship. I mean, I've known him for a long time. I worked for him with the Lakers. Uh, you know, we've stayed in touch uh, over the years. He's a great basketball guy. I've learned a lot from him. But I've really enjoyed, you know, working for him. And, um, you know, so, you know, on this, I mean, he's still going to be a part of things. Um you know, and again, I mean, he's, he's he's such a great basketball guy and a great friend and, and someone that, that, that I'll miss. And uh, so, you know, in terms of, you know, what was done is, you know, we brought in, again, five new players, four veterans, and Trey Mann was a very talented younger player who's actually played quite a few minutes. And, you know, what we've done is we've become, you know, much more depth, uh, and then really high IQ and, and a lot of skill on the floor. And there's a lot that obviously has to be played out. But, um, you know, what I've liked is we're unselfish, we're moving the ball, and we're also trying hard on the defensive end. And as you know, if you want to win consistently in this league, you got to play well in all aspects. So, And I want to get right back to your roster here in just a second, but you said something that's interesting there. Mitch on Friday, I guess it was, Mitch talked to the press on Friday and when asked about ownership, new ownership's involvement at the deadline, 
He said, you know, I'll be honest, they're, they're shockingly knowledgeable about the players in the roster. That's the phrase that he used, shockingly knowledgeable. Um, you know, we're still learning about new ownership, but, uh, you know, I, I always say when, and I mean this, you know, when I talk basketball with you, I feel like I learn something each and every week. And, and so I was curious if it was interesting for you to hear that, you know, if you've observed that in your meetings with ownership. When, Mitch, when a guy like Mitch, who I know has forgotten more basketball than most of us will ever know, says these guys are shockingly knowledgeable you know, I think that's interesting, Cliff. What do you think about that? Well, they are. You know, I mean, I, I haven't spent as much time with them as Mitch has. Um, and obviously, I was not involved in any of the trade meetings or anything like that. But, I mean, you know, I have spent quite a bit of time talking with them. And, look, they're basketball junkies. Um, they watch a ton of games. I think they, you know, they'll they'll work at it. Um but they, you know, they have a love of the game. They have a passion for it. And so when you're sitting and talking to them, uh, I, would, I would agree with him is they have a good, uh, they have a good knowledge base of this league and, and of the players. Um, and I think they also they have a very definitive idea of what they want, what kind of players they want on their team. Steve Clifford, Hornets head coach. He's with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Uh, one of the new additions, Grant Williams, was uh, on our station this morning with Mac and Bone, and, and I loved it. Such a great interview. Um, really fascinating young man with a fascinating background, right? His dad was a bodyguard for Prince, worked in security management, and his mom was a NASA engineer. And He's from Charlotte, played at Providence Day, and so clearly it means something to him uh, to be coming home and playing for this organization. What have you observed about him already, and, and what does he bring to your locker room? I mean, I, I think this league, so much of it, the guys that are hard to find now are guys that you know are going to play hard uh, and they have good IQ. And he's, you know, has both of those uh, aspects of his game. I mean, he's very smart. He's very, if you see him, he's super verbal on the floor, which is so important, as you know, to help your teammates play well. Uh, he also... Uh, has a you know he's he's played in big games uh, for Boston deep into the playoffs and played well, so uh, he's a talented guy. He's super smart. He's super competitive, uh, and he's had great experiences. And I think he's already bringing that to our team and into our locker room. Uh, Del Curry jumped on the show with me two days ago, and we talked about a whole lot of stuff. But one of the things that came up was uh, Vasily Misic, and I, I hope I'm not butchering his name. I think I've got that right, but. Uh, he said that he had looked at Eric Collins last week in OKC, and he had been watching v- Misich in, in pregame warmups, and he said, man, that guy can play. And Eric said, how do you know that? He just said, just watch him. He, I, I just know he can play. And fast forward here, I guess a week and a half later, we've seen what he's done already in a Hornets uniform. Um, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I knew of him, but I, I didn't know extensively about his background. I knew he was a former EuroLeague player of the year, but, man, what a fun player to watch. How much did, did you know about him before he showed up, and uh, what do you think we've seen so far? Well, I didn't know a lot. I watched some film on him, you know, once the trade was made. Um, but he he plays to me. I mean, I don't know if this is a fair – I don't like making comparisons. But, you know, when you're a young kid, my dad was a coach, and the first thing he used to tell us was catch the ball and take a picture of the floor, you know, which very few players can do. Mm. And that was one of the things when I was with the Lakers and Steve Nash was at the end of the career, if you watch him – he always knew where everybody else was and he knew who was defending them and what the best play to make was. And Vasa is the same way. Uh, his awareness, uh, his feel for uh, what the best thing for the team is on the floor. You can see 
in a very short period of time uh, is elite. Um, that just you don't teach that stuff. And he's a uh, he's a very interesting guy. I mean, his first sport, believe it or not, was he was a downhill racer and skiing. <laughs> Wow. Um, because they grew up in the mountains of Serbia. And then when they moved to a more urban area, uh, his choices were either basketball or soccer. So fortunately, he decided to play basketball. But he's, uh, he's also got great size. He's a tough guy. And he's played in huge games. So um, I think it's going to be very exciting to watch him here and see all that he can develop into and bring to the team. You mentioned your dad. Uh, fathers and sons in sports. I mean, you know it. I know it. It's it's a thing. It's uh, it's bonding. It's uh, it's a it's an important part of the relationships that we have with uh, our dads. A lot of us, anyway. And so, for you know, so many of us, media fans and, and others, to sit there a few nights ago and watch Del Curry not only call a game of Seth's in a Hornets uniform, but to wear number thirty. Cliff, you've been around a long time, man. You've seen a lot of players come and go. You've seen multiple generations. How cool was that? Uh, it's, it's got to be a great feeling. I mean, and see, of, of all five of these guys, um, Seth's the one that I have the most comfort level with because the year I did the consulting thing in Brooklyn, you know, he was playing there. And listen, this guy is, he's a pro's pro. He's a great competitor. He's an unbelievable teammate. But I don't think people realize he's tough as nails. And he, he will play well every night. You never have to worry about whether or not you're going to get his best. Um, and he's got real, real NBA skill. I um, mean, it's not just spot-up shooting, as you saw the other night. He's a very good pick-and-roll player. He's very good playing without the ball. But he's also a very underrated defender. Team defense is good. He's good with his hands. Um, but I was ecstatic when I heard he was, you know, one of the guys coming here, just because, again, they always say you never know a guy until you're around him. And I've been around him. Uh, and he just brings qualities to a team, similar to what you were talking about with Grant, that are very hard to find now. Cliff, two quick things, I'll let you go. Um, I, I think it's, uh, it, you know, it's interesting. We've had some conversations, and I've taken the feedback from listeners the last couple of days since the trade deadline on Brandon Miller and, and what they want to see, what they hope to see, and wondering, you know, what this means for him. He's a rookie, um, and I know you've spoken a lot about, you know, the things that he's done this year, much of it very positive. He's also played a lot of minutes. Um, you know, how do these trades, how does the reshaping of this roster, you know, impact the way you manage him the rest of the way? What are you asking of, of Brandon Miller the rest of the way? He's played fantastic as of late. Oh, he's been unbelievable. And, no, I, you know, like one night, one thing the other night I did as I've made notes to myself, he can't be taking just eight shots, you know, which is what happened the other night. And he doesn't care. Um, but, you know, he's just too good of a player, and he's, he's playing too well for that to happen. Now, again, and I talked to him about it this morning, and he knows the foul trouble was a big factor in that too, you know, because it kind of took us out of rhythm and what we've been doing for him. But I think that, Playing with these guys gives him will give him a lot more room on the floor, um, which is what happened the first game. Uh, it's not going to change his utilization. He's going to be a go-to player. Now, he may get a couple less minutes, which would be best for him. But these things, Kyle, that you're talking about, this is the stuff that will kind of play out in these first eight to ten games that we've got to figure out, you know, the playing groups, who's best playing with who. Um, 
But look, he's he, he, he this guy has a chance to be, you know, an incredible player, and his development will always be a priority, regardless of who he's on the floor with. Last thing, uh, I'd have a lot of listeners mad at me if I didn't ask you about Trey Mann. You mentioned him there a few minutes back, but, I mean, this kid's a former top 20 pick. Um, you know, we've already seen some big assist numbers, some good offensive night. I mean, it's two games, but, you know, we've seen some good stuff, and he feels like, you know, at 23 years old, uh, a new setting might really serve him well. How do you use him? What kind of player is he? What, what's, you know, what, what do you think is – how does he fulfill his potential, I guess, Trey Mann? Um, well, I, I think the first thing and just talking to him is, you know, just because he wasn't playing as much this year as he had in the other two years, I think it's getting his confidence back and his rhythm back. Um, so, uh, you know, look, he has 16 assists in two games. He has lived in the paint. His decision-making has been good. You watch him work out. He can shoot, but he can really play off the dribble. And, uh, you know, he's a good, good guy. Um, and I think that he has, you know, a ton of potential. Um, he just got into a situation there where, look, they have a lot, a lot of good players, and, you know, you can't play them all, you know. So I think that, you know, we were fortunate to have him here. Um, and I, too, I think that he can be a two-way player. His defense has been uh, very solid also. And, and, again, to win in this league, you've got to have two-way guys. You know, if you look at the best teams, they're going to be good in offense, good in defense. I mean, I watched, uh, you know, those guys on Oklahoma City film. You know, Oklahoma City's top five in offense and defense. You're going to win. And that comes with having guys that you can get a buy-in in on both ends of the floor. So, like I told them yesterday, is I've loved watching our film and the way we're moving the ball. But every one of those new guys is trying hard on defense. And that's been these two games. Look, we held Indiana the other night uh, with all of their guys. That was their second lowest point production of the year. And our defense was, particularly in the fourth quarter, really, really good. And I'm hoping that we can build both an offensive game and a defensive game so we can be balanced enough to have a chance every night. Hey, Coach, great catching up. Appreciate the time. We've kept you long enough. Good luck tonight. All right, thank you.